Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, senior editor at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of the Steelers Preview. It's been a while. Last week, I don't know if you want to call that a preview, but it's been a week since the NFL draft has begun, and we're going to talk about that and more. As always, let me bring in the other two dudes on the show. Brian Anthony Davis, what's going on? Hey, Jeff, I'm glad to be here. Dave, you too. Glad to hang out with you guys. You know, last week could have been the preview because we're previewing a brand new Steelers team with seven new draft picks so i'm excited dave schofield what's going on how you doing uh still trying to you know are you guys still trying to catch your breath from everything i mean it's been a week since it all started but uh man that was just draft weekend is exhausting yet so much fun and i really thought this year we had even more fun with btsc that we that we really tackled it throughout the whole thing by 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 having our own little um, Zoom meetings good. going on that was good. we spent the time together. So I I feel like it's been a while since we've done a show together, but I feel like I've got to hang out with you guys even more, although I haven't actually physically hung out with you guys. So uh, let's get back to it. Yeah. So, you know, last week was was crazy. I, I have felt like I'm I'm kind of back to normal. I'm back to, you know, on solid ground, so to speak. Can I just put Dean Dave's big one disclaimers on his stat geek podcast? He's all about <laughs> disclaimers. Can I say a disclaimer here for a second? And that is it's been a week now. The Steelers picked seven new players. Get over it. 
<laughs> if you don't like a pig, I'm sorry. I feel bad for you, but you got to get over it. You don't like Kenny Pickett. Get over it. You don't like Mark Robinson in the seventh. Get over it. You don't like Connor Hayward. You know where I'm going with this. It comes down to the fact that we may not disagree. We may not agree or dis- we may disagree strongly with what the organization did last week, but ultimately, what are you going to do about it? Like we can all, we're going to sit here and, and sulk and pull an Andrew Wilbar and complain and all that <laughs> stuff. I mean, is that what we're going to do? I don't think so. Wow. Poor Andrew. Poor that Andrew. was an epic tantrum. I loved it. <laughs> oh. yeah. uh, but let's get this super chat on the screen. Sean Manahan gives us $2. He says, Kenny, two gloves, baby hands going to lead us back. So that kind of leads <laughs> us to the headline of the show. One of the things to keep in mind is we do typically talk about each draft pick one week at a time. We focus on that one player. We don't want to start this week. Why next week is the big schedule reveal on Thursday night. And we will be doing our annual. It always falls on a Thursday. It seems. And we're going to be doing our annual schedule reveal. We'll give our way too early predictions where I have the Steelers going 17 and zero, and it's going to be fun, but we're going to start the breakdown afterwards. So I wanted to kind of get a feel for what everyone, and I mean Dave and Brian, and their thoughts on this draft class. And so I went in a different, little, little different route. I, I think, what, what did I what did I label? What did I title this? Small hands, <laughs> bloodlines, and characters, I think. And I feel like that's kind of where we are here. So we the, they got Carney hands and Kenny Pickett in round one. Now, after a week, it's tiny hands, yeah. So, which, by the way, can I, another disclaimer, another Dave Schofield disclaimer. People do realize that when the weather got bad, Ben Roethlisberger wore gloves, right? Like people do realize mm-hmm. that, right? Philip Rivers wore gloves all the time. Like this isn't abnormal for a quarterback to wear gloves. But anyways, what are your all thoughts now? A week later, after Kenny Pickett's been the been the pick, you kind of warming up to it? Still not so sure. Brian, we'll start with you. I've absolutely warmed up to it. I'm excited, and it doesn't have to be a blockbuster pick for 2022. Because the way they set themselves up in free agency, some people said, hey, this was a waste of a $10 million quarterback bringing in Mitch Trubisky, and now you have another guy. No, this ensures your future, but also ensures your now. So 2022, you're going to be in good shape at quarterback. If something happens that Kenny Pickett has to play, maybe he'll have some time to, time to season. Or if he goes out and seizes the day and seizes the job, then you've got you've definitely got your guy. You're not going to complain. I don't care about gloves. I wear gloves. I don't throw a football in front of thousands of people, but <laughs> it doesn't matter. I have I don't even know whether I've got big hands or small hands. It doesn't matter. All I know is the sandwich looks good in it, whether they're big or small. I actually think my hands measure close to Kenny Pickett's because we went through that during the draft process when he was getting the hands measured. I actually measured my hands. And that was a big thing that we did one time. Anyways, Dave, week later, Kenny Pickett, he's the guy. I'm not sure what your reaction was. Everyone that listens to Let's Ride heard my reaction when the pick was made, um, which it, there was a little bit more to that than just the pick itself. I, I had to deal in with the fan base. But still, Dave, your thoughts on Kenny Pickett? It's funny because when they were asking, oh, what's your immediate grade? I'm like, C. And the reason I said C was because I didn't know what else to do. I, I, if you listen to Stat Geek this morning, 
uh, you'll probably, I'm going to end up repeating myself a little bit, but you're not going to see me with the reaction like the Andrew Filipponi or like that, or like the video I put in our Slack channel of all the, all, all the, all the, all the, it looked like it was an entire uh, youth football team going crazy over the pick. Um, or the Andrew Obar who's wallowing in pity on the floor. Next um, to an Eagles rug. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's an, it's, I'm sorry, people, with an inside joke. Andrew didn't put that out there and I don't blame him. Yeah. Uh, but at least we saw it. My, my thing is, you're not going to get that reaction from me. And everything to me sometimes is just kind of blah because I wait. I said it before. I don't fall in love with prospects. I fall in love with Steelers. So now here we are a week later. I love every single pick. I do. And people are like, oh, that's just Dave. Flip. No, I, I don't fall in love with anybody until they get to put on a black and a gold hat and, and go eat a Permani Brothers sandwich and all that good stuff. I wait so that way I'm not falling in love with someone wearing that those other putrid colors that they could be wearing. And therefore, in the long run, I feel like I'm more I'm happier. You could say maybe I should, you know, find someone and commit to it. No, I, I trust the Steelers so much more than I trust myself that. That's what we all really need to do because they're they are the ultimate expert of the Pittsburgh Steelers is the people working for the Pittsburgh Steelers, whether you agree with them or not. But that's me. I like to see who they want. I want to see who they are. I'm excited about all of them. I can't wait for the preseason. Okay, back to Brian. Question at hand is in a perfect world, and for the the best possible result for Kenny Pickett, keep that in mind. Does he start week one or does he have time to kind of ease himself into things? Even if it might mean he sits for the majority of this season, what is the best for Kenny Pickett and his future with the Steelers? The reason this is tough is because it depends what the record is when Kenny Pickett emerges in 2022, if he emerges at all. So my ultimate answer is going to say 2023. I love the Pat Mahomes route that seemed to work out. Have him have him hang out because he does not have to he does not have to get in right away. I have a feeling Mitch Trubisky is not going to be like a Ryan Tannehill, and he's not gonna say, Well, I don't have to help out another quarterback. I don't think he's gonna be a Ben Roethlisberger and say I don't have to help out another quarterback. I think if the team does well and Kenny Pickett you know, sits but absorbs and he gets plenty of action in practice, then it's going to be a success for him to come out next year. Even though we know he's the most pro-ready guy in the draft as a signal caller, you've got to think that throwing Kenny Pickett out week one is probably not probably not the best for him because we saw some success with Mac Jones, but I mean I don't know if I'm still sold on Mac Jones, even though they went to the playoffs the Patriots. So I would much rather him get a chance to absorb because keep in mind when Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger, his stats were not amazing. He had that one amazing stat 15 and one. Well, actually it wasn't 15 and one. I think it was 13 and one or 13 and Oh, Oh, cause he didn't start that game. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, with that, you know, you, you look at the fact that he was protected and they have a chance to do the same thing with Kenny Pickett. If they need to summon him like they did with Ben, that's fine. But I think you've got a guy in the interim that can still lead them to the playoffs. 
All right, Dave, I'm going to ask you the same question, and that is what is the best for Kenny Pickett and his future with the Steelers? Is that for him to sit early or to play right away? What are your thoughts? Okay, I'm going to tell a story, so buckle up. Um, you're, oh, this yeah. is normally I'll what you would get from Brian. Someone, someone no. send me a message <laughs> when he's done. <laughs> um, what, one, of the us- one of the commenters on our website is also – um, an umpire in my softball league, and I had a game tonight. He was our umpire, oh, so he, he asked okay. me. He asked me a question. I had to give him credit. I don't want to share. Yeah, Mister Zoot. the The question he asked me, and I thought was a great question. I might be spoiling something for you later, Jeff. So you can still ask this. He asked me. He's like, "All right, starts for Kenny Pickett's rookie year over under," and he put it at four. My answer was, "I want Kenny Pickett." At 17 or zero. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what if he's here's Hear me out. If Kenny Pickett's ready and he's the guy, get him out there. If he's not the not not that he's not the guy, but if they don't know that he's ready and they want to throw him in there the first week, the reason I don't want him to start any games is because he's only going to if he starts, you know, 4 to 8 games, that's probably because something went bad along the way, either injury or play. And I don't want to see that either. I want to see whoever the Steelers go with in week 1 do so well that they're going to stick with it the whole season because that's better for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And if it's not Pickett cuz it's not ready week 1, I'm okay with that. But I think he would be ready partway through the season if they don't feel that he's ready week one. I just hope they don't have to call on him because I want to see things going well. Okay, quick yes or no question, and I'm going to bring up a comment here. Brian, do you believe that when Mike Tomlin says this is an open competition that he's simply blowing smoke, or do you actually believe that he is being honest that this is going to be an open competition? So open competition, yes or no? No. All right, Dave, same question. Do you think this is an open competition, yes or no? Yes. Okay, so Corey Eckenroth, who is a (laughs) good listener of the program, member of the Ride or Die crew, he says, I think this may be the best thing for him, but if he's better than everyone in camp and practice, then why not? And that's what I kind of come back to, is that is this a genuine open competition or is it not? Is Mike Tomlin just saying what everyone wants him to say because they just took a quarterback 20th overall, the number of the first quarterback and the only quarterback taken in the first round, or is this actually an open competition? If it is, and he is clearly the best option, then he should play. But Hmm. Brian, he said he doesn't think it's an open competition, in which case, even if he's showing out in the preseason and in training camp and in mini camp and every other time he has a football in his hands, then it doesn't matter what he does. He's going to have to sit behind, I'm assuming, Mitch Trubisky, Brian. Is that he think it would be the starter? That's really what I think right now. But with a caveat, let me go ahead and mention this. Yeah, if he shows up and he's absolutely amazing, sure. But I don't think it's set up right now. I think he has been brought in to sit at the beginning. But if he surprises, then it becomes an open competition. But I think yeah. there's a plan right now. All right, Dave, go ahead. You want to say something? Just because it's an open competition doesn't mean it's an even competition. Meaning, in order for in order for Kenny Pickett to get the job, and that's why I'm saying he, he that that he can't. I think he has to show even more than what they would see from Trubisky or Rudolph, simply because of that 
you know, rookie coming right in off the bat starting. Not that he can't, but it's a competition. And Tomlin said the right thing. He's going to have the opportunity, but it doesn't mean that it's an even competition. You know, Kenny Pickett might have to score a 95, uh, even if, and, and in order to, to pass someone like a Mitch Trubisky who's scoring an 88, if Kenny Pickett scores a 90, they still might go with Trubisky based on everything else trying to put some numbers behind it that was actually completely arbitrary numbers, but I hope you all understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Last question on Pickett before we move on. And this is a question that comes from me in my heart, because I, I love talking about quarterbacks. I, I've, I've been Roethlisberger was my favorite player forever. And I'm a little excited for this. I, I honestly am. And, and that sounds really funny for a lot of people. Um, I, I listened to the curtain call where I, I can't remember the gentleman's the guy's name that was a Chicago Bears fan, Joey um, Joey Christopoulos, and he's great, yeah. and he has a great insight because his wife's a diehard Steeler fan and she follows the show and all this stuff, and it's fantastic. Nerds of Steel, he is, yeah, she loves his tactic. <laughs> but it's a situation where I listen to him and I'm thinking, man, for for someone that's like a Bears fan to hear me say that, well. I was a huge Ben Roethlisberger fan for 18 years, but I'm really kind of excited to see what's next. They'd probably say, you are nuts. We're just looking for that one guy to give us 15 mm-hmm. years, let alone what you had for 18. But I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of excited for what's coming up. And I don't know. It Maybe it's kind of just like the unknown. Like there's something that's kind of enticing and exciting about the unknown. Brian, do you share in that excitement or are you kind of nervous, anxious about it? No, no, I am so excited for this. I remember 2004 when the Steelers brought in Ben Roethlisberger and those preseason games meant something because this was the new era. I remember sitting in my apartment by myself all week long, just listening to everything about the draft and realizing that I had to come to grips with the Steelers and Phillip Rivers because that's what was going to happen. Then sitting in my apartment, in West Virginia, making a, my own steak sandwich with Oliverio peppers, sitting there watching this draft and seeing that Ben Roethlisberger was going to follow the Steelers. And and when everything happened... I started playing on my phone. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got an alert. You know, it's great. For the first time, that wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm like, why is Jeff talking to me? Sorry. <laughs> so, I heard steak sandwich again. Now I'm really yeah. hungry. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that everything meant something. And when Ben Roethlisberger wasn't starting, and when he came in and week two, the next thing you know, you hear... Alan Fanica is saying, hey, we're going to trust the whole thing to a rookie. And that was a ma- I, I don't know if there's any more magical years that you can think of as a regular season than that one, because that was like a dream. We've never seen that. The last quarterback to be picked was before Jeff was born, number one. And then Dave, I, you were either one or, or uh, born that year. You 79 or 80. I can't remember. But I was born 78. Okay, 78. So Mark Malone, (laughs) you know, and there wasn't the excitement over over those guys. So this was just absolutely, this is really exciting because this is the start of the new era. Dave, excited, apprehensive, anxious. What is it? Oh, I'm with you. I'm excited. But I think there's a reason. And that is Steeler fans are a little bit spoiled. A little? But. 
Yeah, well, we're very <laughs> spoiled. Well, in one way, we're spoiled if you think about it, is those transition times have always been good times. Not sorry, I shouldn't say always, have often been good times, especially recently for the Steelers. You remember Cower Power? His oh. first year coming in and how exciting that was and everything. Even when Mike Tomlin came in, it was exciting. Ben Roethlisberger coming in as a rookie, exciting. Those big changes have been good, exciting changes for the Steeler fans a lot. So it's something good to be excited about. Just hope it works out again that same way. So I'm very excited. I'm very hopeful, but always got to throw in that cautiously optimistic. Okay, enough enough quarterback Kenny Pickett talk because after small hands, we went to bloodlines, but I'm going to skip bloodlines. We're going to come back to that in a second. We're going to go to characters next. You know, Dave was talking about the Steelers Nation Unite video of all the little kids, like the youth football team going, woohoo. And then, you know, the Kenny Pickett live in New Jersey. Kenny, you're the pick. Nice. Emotional. He's with his fiance and his family. None of it is as good as one George Pickens draft party and his reaction to being drafted now i have to be honest with you you might be watching this and if you're watching this live on facebook or youtube i guarantee you've seen it because you clearly have some social media out there and it's these pictures have been all over the place it's kind of like the new bernie sanders you know when he was sitting there in a mask with his arms crossed it's kind of turning into that with the steelers with george pickens wearing like the cold gear hoodie like the 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 hood thing and he's I don't know. I've had (laughs) I put this out on Twitter and I'm not the first person to do it. And I just literally said, every time I see this, I laugh out loud every Mm -hmm. time. Like if I'm in a bad mood, I will pull up that picture and laugh out loud. And the the reaction in the comments from the fan base has been hysterical. Someone said, it looks like a middle-aged dad that's watching the news in the morning to see what the weather is. I mean, (laughs) this guy is just got selected by the Pittsburgh Steelers in the second round. And he's literally just, I can't even describe it if you haven't seen it, but it is hysterical. I think this guy's a character. I think this guy has some edge to him. I think that he has some nasty to him. I did have a Baltimore Ravens fan. The the tweet that I put out kind of went viral, and a lot of Ravens fans have picked up on it. And someone said, I've got the over under a three and a half of personal foul penalties between Pickens and Marcus Peters the first time they line up across (laughs) from each other. And I was like, I might have to take the over. I might have to take the over. But that is, to me, that was so funny. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Missy Matthews is interviewing him, and he had to take the hood down for the interview. And they show the video of him being drafted. He's just he's just standing there looking goofy from the screen. I'm sorry, it was hysterical. But George Pickens is he seems like a character. I want to ask you guys not so much about the size, not so much about the speed, the rehab off the ACL and all that stuff. You think that Pickens kind of brings an edge back to that room that they haven't had in a long time? Brian, we'll start with you. Yeah, he's the he's the Pedro Serrano coming in. You know, if, <laughs> you're gonna compare him to Pedro Serrano. I'm gonna bats for bats. <laughs> yes, um, because he's he's gonna have his own personality, and then after a while, you're gonna think they're gonna think he's weird at first, and then they're gonna be like, ah, it's just George, and George is gonna be doing his thing. But as long as he's doing it on the field, but you need that kind of edge. You need to have that guy saying, "Hey, we're not putting up with this stuff." Marcus Peters. You're next, buddy. And then and and I, I can see that. Now, 
I don't think I think you're wrong about the over under. I think you just go straight to ejections. Those guys are <laughs> those guys are going to be out of there just like that. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens if it happens in warm-ups <laughs> it's just like all right yeah you know you guys haven't done anything yet we're just you're ejected <laughs> a little a little the joey porter rule will definitely be uh enforced and whenever they play each other the ravens and the steelers you know uh someone in the live chat Corey asks it maybe he has joe joe boo somewhere like is if he's serrano if he's pedro serrano is joe boo on the sideline like that's a good question dave ask you about pickens him being a character him being that bringing that edge you know Deontay Johnson doesn't have that Chase Claypool not really um this is this is different Dave isn't it I just want him to back it up on the field that's it you you know be that character that's fine that great be different be that be that one that you know marches to his own drum and all that just back it up with good play on the field and Steelers Nation will fall in love with him Absolutely. Do you mind so, the trash talk, Dave? Do you mind the trash talk? Because he talks a lot of trash. I mean, he and he has since high school. I saw a video on Twitter today. He was in high school, seven on seven, caught a ball over someone. He's drawing at some parents on the sideline, telling them to get their popcorn. <laughs> I mean, that's what this guy is. I mean, and the, the parents drawn back, and he just, I mean, this guy, okay. he's got that edge. He's got that, that, nat- some people don't like that. I'm asking you what you think. I like it on the field. You know, you don't, you don't need to, you don't need the bulletin board it, you know, I'm not that I'm a big proponent of one way or the other, but I mean, come on, do, do you really need the, the, the Anthony Smith comments, you know, things of that nature, talk all the trash you want to, Keep who was it? Out of the paper. Keep who, it out of the paper. Yeah. Yeah. Back it up with your play on the field. If you want to, you know, if, if you're out there making plays and you, and you're backing it up, I am fine with that. Who was the when Juju said was it Jalen Ramsey that he said man he was using words I'd never heard before yeah um, you know so, something of that nature I is but you know what Ramsey does he backs up with his play on the field it's all on the field and I'm not saying that it can't ever spread off but if you're going to talk a big game play a big game. Play the big game. Let your play speak for itself first. And then if you want to be, then any words that you say, it's all backed up. That That's just what I prefer to see. But those, those wide receivers, man, they're, they're, they, they're, they can be a little bit different. They're kind of like, kind of as me being a track guy, they're kind of like the distance runners. Got to be a little bit crazy to do that. Um, and, and that's kind of how it almost is with the wide receivers to, 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 to do what they do. Sometimes you you gotta you gotta be a little bit different to to uh, to pull it off. Go ahead, Brian. You want to say something? I know you can't do this, but I would love to go to Isaiah Lottermilk and say, "Hey, could we have ninety two? Because this is just our offensive version of Debo. Because <laughs> James Harrison, he he would talk so much stuff that other people would be like, "What is this guy saying?" But mm-hmm. they, they were scared of him just because of his mouth. But he also reminds me of the guy that is going to go out to the club or the bar wearing his own jersey. I can see that. And He's going to wear the hood. Oh, he'll have the hood and the jersey. <sighs> You'll see George Pickens wearing a hood in downtown <laughs> to stay out of Tequila yeah. Cowboy. <laughs> so, <laughs> Go ahead, Dave. Can I chime in with one more thing? Sure. All that's good and grand as long as you're being a good teammate. You know, when you when you do that and you talk the talk and everything else and your team has your back, 
Yeah. That's a big deal. So you don't need to go out as as a second-round draft pick into training camp and start talking the talk to your own defense and everything else. You don't need that, okay? Make sure everyone's – your own team's got your back based on how good of a player you are. Then you can do stuff like that, and they got it. That's just – that's what I'm, what I'm hoping for. I'm trying to think of the receiver for the Steelers that came into the league – and I want to say it might've been Mike Wallace. If it wasn't Mike Wallace, it might've been Emmanuel Sanders or someone like that. And they talked about how Heinz Ward was trying to tell them about the physicality of the NFL, especially in the AFC North. And it was correct me if, come on guys, the cornerback for the Ravens McAllister, I think was his last name. What was his Chris first McAllister. Name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, this receiver, like I said, I think it was Mike Wallace talked about the first time he went up against him and he literally got punched in the mouth. And he just didn't know what to do. Like he was not used to that physicality, that press man coverage. And that's what a lot of people talk about with these rookie receivers. Can they beat press man coverage? Can they get off the line of scrimmage? I'm not worried about George Pickens getting off the line of scrimmage. Have you seen the videos where he is literally mm-hmm. calling a shot, telling the people to be quiet, goes off the ball, shoves the defensive back five yards on his back, and then is just standing there. This guy is physical. I love that. I love the edge. I love the physicality. The Steelers offense as a whole has been missing this for a very long time. In my opinion, mm-hmm. you have to go back to the Vontez perfect days when I would watch David DeCastro, who was kind of a mild mannered guy when he got fired up or when you saw Heath Miller get fired mm-hmm. up, you knew things were getting heated. This guy's going to bring that every week. And I love that. That's why fans, that's why Steelers fans love Joey Porter. Joey Porter hated everyone because you were opposite him. It didn't matter if he was friends with you. It didn't matter if he went to college with you. He hated you because you were on the other side of the field. Some people think that things have gotten a little too kumbaya in the NFL. I think George Pickens is going to be like a little bit of a throwback in that regard. I like it. He's a character. Bring it on. Dave, go ahead. It's, it's, it's exactly like this. Do it with your play. Perfect example. In college, Kevin Dotson. Telling the defenders where the ball's coming and saying, I'm going to beat you anyway and make it happen. You know, that kind of deal. That's what I that's what I want to see. From. Yeah, it's a good point. All right, let's get to the last one here that I want to talk about. We talked about the small hands, the carny hands, mm-hmm. smells like cabbage, Kenny Pickett. We talked about the character and George Pickens. Now let's talk about the bloodlines. You know, a lot of people, I felt like when they selected Connor Hayward in the sixth round, there was if there was somehow you could visualize a collective eye roll. Uh, from the uh, Steelers fan base. That's what you would have seen because a lot of people are like, oh, here we go. It's another, it's another brother. And now we have four sets of brothers on the team. This is exactly what we need. And I had known, thanks to Brian Baldinger, Baldy from the NFL Network, he had done a, he always does, if you follow him on Twitter, it's a great account to follow. He always does these little snippets of players and after big games, he'll do stuff on the Steelers if they have a big win. And he had done one on Connor Hayward and it was all about how this guy does everything. He runs the ball like a tailback. He's a fullback. He's an H back. He's a tight end. I'm thinking this guy can play. And so now, you know, everyone's thinking, well, he was just picked because he's Cam's younger brother. I'm going to tell everyone that's listening right now, live on Thursday night. And if you're listening to this on Friday morning on the audio side, you need to go to behind the steel at nine 30 AM Eastern time. And you need to look at KT Smith's film room. That is all about Calvin Austin, the third and Connor Hayward being the final pieces of the Matt Canada puzzle. You will see why they drafted this kid. And it has nothing to do with cam being his older brother. This guy returned kicks in college. (laughs) He has film of it. You can see it. It's insane. But Brian, when you heard Connor Hayward was the pick in the sixth round, 
Were you one of those that I rolled or were you like, I want to see what this guy can do? Absolutely not. I, I really wasn't. If you go back to 2011 and when the Steelers picked Cam Hayward with the 31st pick in that draft, my thought was, wow, they just picked Ironhead's kid. If he's got the moxie and if he's anything like that guy, you know you're going to get toughness. And we found it. It took maybe a year or two to find it. It, it took a little bit of, of a while, but it came out. So when Connor Hayward was drafted, I didn't think of him as Cam's brother. I thought of him as Craig's son, Ironhead's son. So, you know, I, I just thought of him as this really tough guy coming out there. And the versatility is really attractive to me. Matt Canada wants an H-back. And I'm stealing this from Kevin Smith because I just got off recording tomorrow's show where he talks about this just like the article. So when you're done reading the article, you know, it's better to listen to it too. So listen to Kevin elaborate on tomorrow's Here We Go, the Steelers show, 12 noon, anywhere you download your favorite podcast. So I've thought this guy, you could give him the ball at the one-yard line. You could, I keep thinking of Frank Whitecheck. Frank Whitecheck was that the ultimate H-back for the Tennessee Titans, or was he with the Oilers or with both way back in the late 90s, early 2000s? And he was a guy that did a lot of damage. He was never your superstar, but that's what Connor Hayward seems to be for me. Now, the fact that he comes to the Steelers and he's got, he's got a guide there to help him along, that makes it even better. He's got his big brother there, but he doesn't need him. But you know that they, the bottom line of the whole thing, Jeff, Dave, they don't have to appease Cam Hayward. Cam Hayward's a stealer for life right now. They don't have to do this to make him happy. They did it because they found the weapon that works in his offense. And if you listen to Kevin Smith or read that, or I haven't read the article, but if you listen to Kevin Smith, he will go ahead and quote who that player was for Pitt that scored 15 touchdowns in that role which is amazing. I didn't know the guy existed. Yeah. And this is a good uh, segue here. Sean Manahan gives us $5. Thank you for the tip, Sean. He says, I started watching the 2016 game pit at Clemson. Really good look at what Canada offense can look like with the right people. Again, Kevin Smith both probably talks about this. Also in his article, he references this. He gives video of what this looked like then, how this could look in the Steelers scheme with these new draft picks. Make sure you check that out. Dave, what are your thoughts on the Connor Hayward pick? He he is kind of that hybrid player, but I kind of think of another player, you know, for the for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now he's not as big. He's not. He's about 40 pounds lighter right now. Um, that was a seventh round draft pick of the Steelers. Uh, back in 2009, someone who played some tight end, someone who played some fullback. Who am I talking about there, bad? right now what's Frank that for tank summers no I'm, i am talking about one david johnson oh okay. if you remember he was that player that they kind of used in either role didn't didn't bust into using him all the time and i mean he played he played four years in pittsburgh and then he left for two years and then came back for another year you know i mean he only had one career touchdown but he was someone that could do uh both both roles uh with that 
So, and I mean, and you think about it, that that last year, I'm pretty sure it was that last year that he was he was with the Steelers. That is when they when they technically had him as a as a fullback. That he was also he was where they actually had two fullbacks on the roster with him and Rosie Nix. So when you have someone that can do multiple things like that and you can change it up, I just want to see how they use them. And I think they have a plan. You're not going to draft them in the sixth round if you don't have a plan of where a player like that will make sense. Now, do I think they need to start scheming everything around him? No, I don't think that's what they're saying. But if there's certain things you'd like to do and say, we don't have the right kind of player to do this. And, oh, wow, there's someone that can. Let's get him. Yeah, and you know what? He's a six-round draft pick. The more you can do. This year, it might just be a special teams guy. Uh, Next year, it might elaborate into more. We'll see. But, you know, when Mike Tomlin said he's a Swiss army knife, he literally meant it. This guy can do a lot of different things for sure. Mm -hmm. So, all right. We talked about our small hands. We talked about our characters. We talked about our bloodlines. Do we have trivia from both of you tonight or just, just Dave? Oh, I have trivia about it. Oh, Brian's got cards. Oh, he's got the cards. All right. The cards. We haven't had the cards for a while. Let's do the cards first. And then we will go to Dave for his trivia too. All right. This man set an unofficial Clemson record with a 1,220-pound lift on a leg sled. LeVon Kirkland. Kirkland is who I'm going to go with. He's Clemson, but he is not this guy. Ooh! Returned to Pittsburgh as a coaching intern from 2010 to 2012. Coaching intern. Sorry, I, I'm 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 crying. The pen, penguins just surrendered a goal, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm in mourning. Started, Intern, ten to twelve. Hmm. Started thirteen regular season games and two playoff games as a rookie in 1994, and I believe he was the second round draft pick. Second round draft pick of 1994. Hold on, out of Auburn? No, Clemson. 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 Wrong one. Switched it. Hmm. They haven't drafted a lot of Clemson guys. Oh, I can't remember his name. That's the problem. He's a name oh, that you don't remember. I, no, I can tell you. <laughs> I can tell you his position. He's a defensive lineman. He is? From Auburn. Oh, from, I keep saying Auburn. From Clemson. I always get those schools. Oh, what was his name? Because he came back and was with us. He's key coaches in the NFL now. Is he coaching like Arizona or something? Or Detroit? What's his name? He played for the Bengals, Brenston Buckner. Brenston Buckner. Yes, Brenston Buckner. Yeah. <laughs> so he had three seasons in Pittsburgh. He was tough. Definitely. I tough think he's player. still coaching, isn't he? He had a great career in the NFL, mostly with mm. Carolina. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There yeah. you go. That's good. Well, that another good one? one. Yeah, I'll give you another oh, I'm sorry. one. Sorry, it's probably a whole lot easier. Standout running back and linebacker who earned 1989 Michigan Player of the Year honors. After his senior year at McKenzie High School, eighty-nine, Michigan. You said, "Okay, what, say that one more time." Standout running back and linebacker. Running back, okay. Who earned and linebacker eighty-nine okay. Michigan Player of the Year honors after his hmm. senior year at McKenzie High School. I've I've got nothing yet. As a sophomore for this college, set a single season record with twenty touchdowns. So I'm thinking he's a receiver. If he said receiver and linebacker, 
but he's scoring touchdowns. I said running back, actually. Oh, you said running back. Oh, shoot. I'm what am I thinking? Um, I'm trying to think of a running back that would have been from Michigan. I, I don't got it. Named NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year in 1993, NFL Comeback Player of the Year in 1996, and Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year in 2001. You say Rookie of the Year in 96? No, 93. 93. And and Comeback Player of the Year. In his first season after being traded to Pittsburgh, this Notre Damer. Oh, my goodness. How did we miss that? How did we miss that, Jeff? I didn't know that the boss was the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Yeah. He was. Now that I, I think of it, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I was so stuck into you said Michigan and and high school in '89, and I was thinking about oh that would have made him drafted around oh '94 '93, and I was thinking of Steelers draft picks. Yeah, that's the thing. I didn't. I didn't so, wasn't thinking about potential trades. So yeah, that was a tricky one. That was a tricky I one. Took, I took that's Notre Dame out of the. <laughs> oh, you took that anyway. out of the uh, four point one of yeah. uh, uh, the second question. Yeah. Okay. All right, David. Okay. Well, this is this is building a little bit more on if you listen to my stat geek. So Jeff probably has an advantage right now. No, I'm I'm just messing with you, Brian. Um, I was talking about the quarterback right. position and everything that was going on there, and I mentioned in that 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 the Steelers, according to Pro Football Reference and the positions that they put players out when they're drafted, that the Pittsburgh Steelers have now, after 2022, drafted exactly 50 quarterbacks in their history. And I said about how there was six of them drafted from Pitt. Kenny Pickett is now the sixth quarterback drafted from Pitt, and only players. That's in the only other college where had where the Steelers, you know, drafting quarterbacks. The most after that was two. There was a bunch of them that had two. Now it's really tough when you go back really, really far. So then I started to look at stuff since the merger. Well, one. I always got to slow down to say his name or I'm going to mess up. Chris Oladokun was the 25th quarterback drafted by the Steelers since the 1970s merger. There were still three quarterbacks picked from Pitt since the merger. There are two other colleges since 1970 that the Steelers have drafted two quarterback, different quarterbacks from. What are those two colleges? Oh, I thought you were going to ask for the uh, the pit quarterbacks that they drafted. <laughs> oh, I said them in my I said them in my podcast. So if you listen to it, you would know. It's not like I would have remembered. Them. I would have known <laughs> they, were, they were no name. They were no name guys. It's not yeah. like you're like oh, of Rick course, Tricano and Alex Van Pelt aren't no name yep. guys. But Brian, yes. if you would hear that in my in my stat geek article, if Kenny Pickett takes a regular season snap for the Steelers. Yes, they have drafted more quarterbacks out of Pitt, but he would be the first one to ever take a regular season snap for the Steelers. None of none of the other ones ever other played for the Steelers. All right, so so, anyway, so back to the question. Since two colleges since the merger since seventy, there are two different colleges where the Steelers have drafted a court two different quarterbacks from that college. Can you name the two colleges? This is a fantastic question. Uh, Malone came from Arizona State. 
O'Donnell came from Maryland. Mm-hmm. Van Pelt came from Pitt. And we know Tricano came from Pitt. So, um, Omar Jacobs came from Bowling Green. God, did, did they have another one from Colorado? No, Cordell came from Colorado. Jeff, help me Jeff out here. Just no clue. Come on, Jeff. You should be able to get one of these two. Okay, if Jeff if Jeff should be able to get one of these two, then, then I was hoping you would get, get the other. Both. <laughs> it, what we, Jim Miller was from Michigan State. Um, I will tell you this: Michigan State would have been one of the ones that had two if I went all time and not just said seventy. There was someone else from Michigan State prior to seventy, but not, but only one since seventy. What I could do, if we need a hint, I could tell you the year they were drafted. If you tell me the year they were drafted, I think we can. We can get there. Okay. Well, one of the 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 more difficult one is where it was players drafted in 1976 and 2003, both from the same college. And they're quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. Boston College. Boston College. That would be Boston oh, College. Mike Kruzak. Mike Kruzak and Brian, Brian St. Pierre. Pierre yes. From... Both from Boston College. The other one, the right answer's already been in the live chat if you cheat. Um, good job, Wes. And it was from the year 2000 and 2017. That's the one I thought Jeff would get. I see what Wes says. I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. <laughs> So a lot of people that are thinking Joe Gilliam um, from Tennessee, he's not. He was from Tennessee, Middle Tennessee State, I believe. Yeah. Um, so Josh Dobbs and uh, T. Martin. That is correct. And I both from, T. Both Martin. from Tennessee. And remember, Kevin Colbert's going to say they're going to put it mm-hmm. on my tombstone. Drafted T. Martin over Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Well, if you listen to, to my go back, if you want, if you're wondering anyone that's listening now, and you want to hear from Stat Geek, what it was was I was I was asked the question of any time. NFL teams drafted two quarterbacks in the same drafts. And I looked at the Steelers drafting multiple quarterbacks in their history. But then I looked at the NFL since 94 when they went down to seven rounds. It was some pretty interesting stuff. I thought it was it was fun to look it up, but it took a long time. But uh, it, it was it was I, I thought it was fun information. One of the most recent ones I remember is Washington. Yes taking RG3 and Kirk Cousins. That was the most recent one. So it hadn't happened in 10 years, but that happened twice in that draft. Two teams took two quarterbacks. Hmm. You'll have to listen to the stat geek and get the I, answer I there. will. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still on left ride for Monday. So. <laughs> the Colts. The Colts. The Colts. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff remembers it, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Because because the Colts sandwiched the draft. They had the number one overall pick as a quarterback, and they picked Mr. Irrelevant as a quarterback. Ah. Yeah. Good stuff. So but there's still a lot more to, to yeah. you can get into from that show. Well, so make sure you check out Dave Stat Geek. When you hear us talk about like bad language, let's ride. These are shows that are only on our audio platform. You can find our audio platform anywhere where you get your podcast by just searching Steelers or behind the steel curtain. I think we're everywhere where you get podcasts and you can follow us, subscribe, whatever you have to do. 
Uh, do want to give a, a big shout out to someone. This is kind of, I guess we'll do my final thoughts. He was in the live chat. I'm not sure if he still is. Uh, Mr. Jerry Cherry Band. If you listen to our audio side, every single song that you hear leading into a show at the mid break or at the end of the show, he has been generous enough to let us use his music. He has sent me songs, MP3s. We've debuted songs. Dave Stackgeek's um, song is a song that he debuted uh, about a year ago, I guess. Maybe a little bit less than that. But I just want to give him a shout out. If you're on YouTube, follow his YouTube channel. Just search the Jerry Cherry Band does some great guitar tutorials if you're someone that dabbles in that. Uh, so just want to take the time to thank him because I don't do it enough. He is generous enough to let us use his music. So thank you very much, Jerry. We appreciate yes. it. All right, let's do some final thoughts. Brian, you're up. Go ahead. Final thoughts. My daughter loves the Jerry Cherry Band now because she sings along with it when I'm producing shows. She, <laughs> she, she knows lyrics. So yeah, definitely. I'm glad you said that, Jeff. Great stuff. When you think of the Pittsburgh Steelers draft, and you think about the guys that they took, you're going to think, hey, they could have got him around later. They could have got him here. They didn't have to pick him until the fifth round because nobody else went. Just keep in mind that when the Steelers picked Kenny Pickett, they took him off the board. So you don't know when Kenny Pickett was going to go. Somebody would have said, oh, Pickett's still there. I'm going to trade back. Didn't that happen? With Lamar Jackson, when he was still there, the Ravens traded back in the round to get him. The same thing happened with the Minnesota Vikings trading up to get back into the first round with the last pick of that draft to get Teddy Bridgewater. So when that happens, when you say, hey, you took a guy too early, the Steelers know when they want to take a guy. The reason they took Connor Hayward in the sixth round when you thought they could have gotten him in the seventh that's because somebody else could have taken him. And they decided, he's on my shopping list. We're going to take him. Think about this. I talk about Dave Schofield all the time when he says, the seventh round pick is the guy that you just want to protect from not going to another team in free agency. So that's kind of what the Steelers do here. They know who they want. And I also talk about Dave Schofield when I go back to 2000. 19 and we give him heck all the time for the Deontay Johnson thing. But the thing is, Deontay Johnson was not going to be around. So that's why they make the decisions when they do. They have guys that they want. You knew a lot of people knew that they were going to take George Pickens in the second round over Sky Moore. Sorry, Shannon White, because they paid a lot of attention to him at that Georgia Pro Day, even with all those defensive linemen around. They were talking mostly to George Pickens. Wasn't Mike Tomlin covering him on routes? He was. Oh. So they knew who they wanted, and they knew who they were going to take. And what we say in mock drafts, that doesn't influence the Steelers. All right, Dave, final thoughts. Yeah, my final thoughts are that we're going to be really excited about this, about seeing these players get out there for the preseason and play the games. You know what's going to be make it really amp it up? is a week from now when we're sitting here going through the Steelers 2022 schedule. Oh my goodness. You take the 17 and 0 baby. You take you take those <laughs> new draft picks and the undrafted free agents whether you like them or not Andrew. I know I saw you in the live chat. You take all those new players, all the all the the free agents, the players they brought back, everything that they have, then you actually think about wow, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to be at 
Can we say it's Heinz Field at at, at their home stadium in go. week X to, to play this team at this time and start putting it together and seeing the bye week and the next season becomes so much more of a reality, even though we know the matchups. But when you know when they're scheduled and everything, it's just a whole different ball game. As excited as I was about the draft, then I get even more excited when you stack the schedule release on top of it. I kind of like that they've now switched it to where they do the release after the draft. It just builds, and man, I'm ready to go. Can't wait till next week. It builds, and then it goes right into mini camp, and then you have that. Yeah, nothing. You just have that one <laughs> lull, the month of June and most of and some of July, where there's nothing. Mm-hmm. But the NFL knows how to build it up for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, gentlemen, great show. Uh, I thought this was a good one. We'll be back next week to debut that schedule. It's going to be – the timing might be different, folks, so it depends on when the NA, the NFL is going to release it. We'll dictate when the show will be. Um, we'll do our best to put it out on Twitter, so make sure you follow us at BT Steel Curtain, and we'll get that out there for everyone. But, Dave, as always, why don't you send us out? Hey. All right, good show. We'll see you next week. Take it easy. Stop and check it out. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.